0: Well, hello, hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we are diving really deep into PCOS. We're talking causes, why you might have it, treatment, um, symptoms, lifestyle changes, everything, kind of like the 411 on PCOS. But before we dive in, I thought I would do a little, you know, kind of life update. I don't know. I like, I like hearing about people's lives in these intros of podcasts. So I wanted to give you guys one, and it's so much easier to do as well as like a little intro. Anyways, so what's been going on with me? If you guys saw on Instagram, I have something very exciting coming for holiday 2020. I got the craziest day. Download. I think it was was it last week? Maybe maybe it was a week and a half ago. I was it was like eleven o'clock and I was at my computer and all of a sudden I got this download and this whole thing like flashed before my eyes and I saw everything. I saw what it looked like. Okay, spoiler alert. It's something you can hold in your hands. Um, I saw what it looked like. I saw the website. I saw the orders. I saw everything and I was like, oh my god, I need to stop what I'm doing and get production going on this. So I've been you know, doing that this week, it is a learning curve for sure. I haven't had to learn something new in a while. Um, you know, when I was going on YouTube for the first time or, you know, all that, I, you know, I had to learn to edit my videos. I had to learn about, you know, tags and descriptions and all this kind of stuff. And I've now had to learn about like distributing and sourcing and all this kind of stuff um, to get, so it's just, it's been a learning curve, but you know, remember everything is outable. So if, you know, if there's something that you want to do, I encourage you to like figure it out. Like there's always a way, just Google it. There's a way to figure out how to do something. So I'm excited to bring you that for holiday 2020. I also have Oh, early, well-nourished, I opened it last week for early enrollment for extended payment plan, which is huge. So many of you guys have been asking for a longer payment plan, and this is now the time because you get access to all of the modules now, and you get an extended payment plan. So then come January, when the live calls start, you probably already finished at least like probably all of it, but at least most of the modules. And then you come to the live calls to do the deep inner work and the healing, which are like such the good stuff we do the nutrition but we also do like the deep emotional work because it always has emotional ties you know food you know my relationship with food, emotions and food always has that kind of ties. So if you've been wanting to get into that, get into it now because you pay smaller amounts over a long period of time. So I'm excited. I opened that. We already have some people who joined, which is fantastic. They're working through the modules already. Um, and yeah, there's also a special like little something something that I'm sending everybody who joins Well Nourished. So get into that. Um, I also have two No, well, including the product. Two more big announcements coming in the next three weeks. Guys, I'm not going to lie. The next three weeks are kind of like... I don't want to say a shit show for me, but buckle up because there's a lot of changes. There's a lot going on and we are riding the wave. So I've just been like gearing down for that. Um, I've been really enjoying connecting with you guys, you know, on Instagram. So many like of you are DMing me saying how much you love the podcast. You know, I'm doing like Akashic Record readings for you guys. And I'm so glad that like you guys are enjoying those too. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to that one. It's definitely like more, more spiritual side of everything, which is so funny because I feel like, you know, I'm also like attracting these clients now that are like kind of interested in it and they realize that like your thoughts do become your reality, right? So whatever we think is what we bring into our reality. So We need to have good thinking thoughts. That's why I always do the affirmations on my morning Instagram so that you guys can literally declare and call in all that wonderful magic for you. So yeah, like I said, lots of exciting things going on. I have some guests planned for the last couple of months. Um, I'm really glad you guys loved last week's guest, by the way. There were so many downloads on the sex, orgasms, and intimacy episode. So I'll probably be having Aaron or Dr. Lesh back on soon. We'll dive more into orgasms, self-pleasure, self-love, and everything like that. But that was a really well-received episode. So I'm excited to talk more about that and everything else with you. But yeah, that's kind of what's been going on with me. Um There's going to be a lot of like big things coming for the rest of 2020. I'm planning, you know, another cacao ceremony. If you guys joined in the last one, you guys know it was purely magic. So I want to host another free cacao ceremony for you guys. Um I do them on Zoom. It's a very intimate space. So stay tuned for that. I feel like it's just better than doing it on Instagram where people are just popping in because keep in mind, everyone has energy, right? So if they're popping in and they have like low vibe energy and the energy's not the best, it's going to influence everyone around. So this way I can hold you guys in a container. And I can hold space and like, you know, control the energy uh, a lot better of the cacao ceremony. And last time, oh my God, we did so much in the cacao ceremony. And like so many of you guys damned me saying how much you loved it. You were in tears. You were crying. It was magical Um, that you manifested things. So what did we do? We did an opening intention. I kind of explained cacao and ceremonial cacao, which you guys have seen me, you know, drink probably like four to five times a week on my Instagram now. Um, Then we did the actual, uh we drank our cacao which was like obviously a cacao ceremony we're drinking the cacao and then i led us through a very you know abundance heart opening meditation which is kind of one of the benefits of cacao too it really opens up your heart so if you're feeling closed off if you're feeling like your heart isn't open cacao can be great for that uh, and then we did sound healing we did journaling manifestation and then i pulled a card for everybody and so many people were shook at the card because it was so on point for them so yeah that was like i don't know i really enjoyed doing that so i'm gonna do another one soon um we're gonna you know the 12 days of giveaways is coming up which i do every year kind of around christmas which is literally what it sounds like the 12 days of giveaways which means i give away something you know for 12 days <laughs> usually something health and wellness related so yeah um I think that's kind of like all of my updates for now. We can go ahead and dive into this week's podcast all about PCOS. Welcome to the Live Well Podcast. This podcast is designed to help you live well, body, mind, and soul. I'm your host, Liv, a natural health and wellness expert, and each week you will walk away with the insights tools, and tips to truly live your best life. If you are looking to live well, you are in the right place. A new episode starts now. So in today's episode, we are diving all into PCOS. This was a highly requested podcast to do. Um, Not only do I have a lot of experience treating PCOS, I feel like I treat it left, right, and center. I've also had, I'm going to say had PCOS because I don't have any symptoms and everything is great right now so i'm gonna say it's a cad because it is something that it's not like a lifelong you know something you have to live with forever. So I'm going to say had. Um, And for those of you who don't know, PCOS or polycystic ovary syndrome is actually the most common reproductive and endocrine disorder that is affecting reproductive aged women. So those women, you know, usually between like 18 and 40, 42, you're getting up there, um, but who are affecting the reproductive aged women. And so it's really a nutritional and metabolic problem that adversely affects insulin and other hormones, which then gives rise to all of the symptoms that you get with PCOS. So what we have to realize is that, you know, a lot of us, I'm not going to say about all of us, but, you know, a lot of people listening, I'm sure, have grown up on less than optimally healthy diets. You may have been eating gluten, refined sugars, um, lots of processed foods, McDonald's and everything like that. And then when you, you know, add on things like your childhood exposure and even your prenatal exposure, this is very important. So if your mom um, didn't eat healthy during pregnancy, this is gonna influence your risk of PCOS. And then now as an adult, if you add on, you know, crazy busy adult lifestyles like chronic stress, which also impacts your food choices, um, sleep patterns, exercise, adrenal stress, then you kind of have even more of a jacked up, you know, blood sugar situation. And all of this leads to insulin resistance. So this is kind of like painting the picture for you in terms of like what can, you know, start to lay the groundwork for a possible PCOS situation. So there is a famous criteria for PCOS. It's called the Rotterdam Criteria, and basically you need to have either reduced or no ovulation, signs of androgen excess, which we will get into, and then polycystic ovaries, which are like over 12 follicles per ovary. Now note, you don't actually need cysts to be diagnosed with PCOS, but also PCOS tends to be like an overdiagnosed issue. And it's more only like when you're diagnosed with PCOS, it's basically – when I get into the causes, you basically need to fix these causes. And it's not truly PCOS. It's, you know, insulin resistance. It's high levels of androgen. It's inflammation. It's burnt out adrenals. It's not truly PCOS in in the way you think about that. It's like if, when we think about IBS, irritable bowel syndrome comes from inflammation, poor gut health, and everything like that. It's not, you know, independent of its own. It's kind of like a symptom. So same thing with PCOS. So If you think you might have PSUS and you're not sure, here are some of the symptoms to look out for. So hair loss from your scalp... But then, in addition, possibly, hair growth in unexpected areas. So the most common place would be kind of like the beard area, the, the jawline, when where men normally you know, have a beard, and that is from the androgen excess because the men normally grow beards there. If you're androgen excess, you're going to be growing a beard there even though you wouldn't normally as a female. There's also oily skin and acne problems, again, especially on the lower half of your face. Infertility and ovulation problems, repeated miscarriages, so trouble holding a pregnancy, weight gain, especially around your waist, but honestly overall, menstrual problems, so any kind of PC, uh, sorry, PMS symptoms, so you know cramps, cravings, um, any kind of thing like that depression and or mood swings, anxiety, um, blood sugar, you know, signals. So getting hangry often, getting shaky, that's a sign. All of these things can be symptoms of PCOS. So there's really like, I'm going to break it down into three main triggers or causes. and Usually it's a combo of a few of them and it's not just one independently. So number one, if you remember anything from this podcast about PCOS is that PCOS is a problem with insulin it is a blood sugar insulin resistance problem you have too much insulin and when you have too much of this hormone your cells become resistant to it this can cause increased androgen production and difficulty ovulating where do we get too much insulin we get too much insulin from eating too much sugar now it's important to remember that sugar is not just table white sugar sugar includes crackers pasta rice Breads, all of these that are like, you know, made with grains, not of course those with, made with almonds, but all of those made with grains all trigger insulin. Also, remember that insulin is a fat storage hormone and that, you know, contributes to the weight gain that you see with PCOS um, when you have so much insulin floating around. The more insulin, the more you store fat. So then we have high levels of androgen. So this is partly caused, you know, by the fact that we're having too much insulin, which increases androgen production. But um, when your ovaries produce too much androgens, you can get the symptoms that we talked about, like the acne and the hair growth in like things like your beard or your jawline but this high levels of androgen can come from an excess release of lh which is your luteinizing hormone and this causes your ovaries to produce higher levels of testosterone the higher levels of testosterone then this interferes with ovulation and leads to those symptoms we just mentioned so this is what leads to the facial hair the acne but also problems with ovulation so now we're getting into things like infertility and miscarriages Also keep in mind that with PCOS, you have higher levels of estrogen, i.e. like estrogen dominance, which causes fat to absorb and store even more estrogen. The more estrogen we have, the more fat we store, and then it's a vicious cycle. So between the estrogen and the LH and the androgens and the insulin, we're storing fat, we're breaking out, we're having facial hair, and we're having like infertility and repeated miscarriages problems. Another thing we have to keep in mind in terms of causes or triggers of PCOS is inflammation. So women with PCOS have a type of low-grade inflammation that literally stimulates your ovaries to produce androgens. And as we learned, what do androgens do? Not only do they mess with like acne and facial hair, but they also mess with your infertility, with miscarriages, with menstrual problems and everything like that. And keep in mind, there's also a balance between, you know, androgens, estrogen, progesterone and all that kind of stuff. And so that's also when we get into things like menstrual problems. So PMS symptoms, your cravings, your cramps, your mood swings, your headaches, your all of that kind of stuff. So as you can see, there's kind of like a lot of factors that are you know, factoring into things that could be causing PCOS. So if you have PCOS, you need to address all of these. Now there is one more that I want to talk about in terms of things that can contribute slash trigger slash play a role in developing and still having PCOS. And that are the adrenal glands. So the adrenal glands sit on top of each kidney and produce a number of hormones, including the stress hormone cortisol, but also Androgens. Those androgens, those buggers, they're coming back again. They're wreaking havoc. So, for most PCOS patients, both the adrenal glands and the ovaries are the source of excess androgens. But for some PCOS people, adrenal glands can play an even larger role. So, usually both are involved, but for some people, adrenal glands even more so. So, when you have high levels of adrenal androgens, you need to start to stabilize these stress hormones and modify the output of the adrenal glands. So you can't simply just treat, you know, just the inflammation or just the insulin. You also need to be looking at the adrenal glands in order to really treat it as a whole. Now, keep in mind when it comes to, you know, insulin resistance and all this kind of stuff, you guys have heard me talk about it all the time. But basically, blood sugar balancing is like the key to everything. It's the key to hormones. It's the key to weight loss. It's the key to no happiness is the key to mood it's the key to everything is balanced blood sugar so our genetic code evolved at a time where we were eating a maximum 20 teaspoons of sugar a year and if you're unsure what a size of a teaspoon looks like that is a small spoon in like your cutlery drawer 20 a year okay keep that in mind because some people put one full teaspoon in their morning coffee and then they have you know, crackers or bagels or quinoa or rice or bread or, you know, and it's or oatmeal. Dear Lord, when I see someone with PCOS eat oatmeal, oh, I cringe. I cringe so much, guys. No, if you have PCOS, no, it's just going to it's going to wreak havoc on your insulin. If you missed the episode about grains, basically oatmeal spikes your blood sugar as much as two slices of white bread. Um, So, yeah, little little fun fact there. So, Our bodies respond to the sugar the only way they know how. They keep pumping out this insulin, right? Because when we eat sugar, it triggers the body to pump out insulin. The more sugar you eat, the more you pump out insulin, then what it does is it stores it as fat, but also with all this pumping out of insulin, keep in mind that we eventually become resistant to all of this insulin in our blood. Just like we would become resistant to a drug, your body will need more and more of it to do the same job it once did with far less. So our insulin production system spirals out of control pumping even more out into our bodies and all this insulin tells us we are starving. That's literally the message that our bodies get even though you're not but that's what happens when you eat all of these high sugar foods. So we crave foods with higher sugar because your body thinks it's starving because all this insulin resistance is going on even though there's a bunch of insulin being dumped into our bloodstream and so you end up craving the very same foods that cause the problem in the first place. So these high levels of insulin do a number of things to our body and none of them are good. It tells your body to gain weight, especially around the belly. You become more apple-shaped over time. And insulin, your fat storage hormone, also drives more inflammation. So the more inflammation we have and the more oxidative stress we have, it has a myriad of like, downstream effects, including high blood pressure, high cholesterol, low HDL, which is your good cholesterol. LDL is your bad cholesterol. I call it the loser cholesterol. So LDL, L for loser. That's how I always tell my clients and my patients. Um, It also leads to high triglycerides, Poor sex drive. Guys, if you have no libido, it's probably because of your insulin. um, and Because insulin also affects hormones and everything like that. So part of the reason you're probably having, you know, no libido and you don't want to be intimate with your partner could be the fact that you are semi-insulin resistant as well as having hormone issues. And of course, infertility, which unfortunately, because PCOS is such an issue for a lot of reproductive age women, this is something we are concerned about, you know, so we need to be aware of this. And here's something that also might surprise you. Too much exercise can also send your adrenals into red alert and drive up inflammation, which can make you insulin resistant. In fact, there's a lot of athletic women who have PCOS and these are a lot of people who are overtraining doing things like lots of crossfit lots of hit workouts and it actually might be too much for them and it, this drives up inflammation and can make you insulin resistant. So the answer a lot of the time and we're going to we're going to give you a little like fun fact before I get into treatments for PCOS right here is that the answer is to exercise less intensely. And to substitute in more restorative forms of exercises like yoga, gentle heights, um, you know, walking, Pilates, things like that that aren't like hit or CrossFit or spinning or anything like that. Or to do, you know, less frequency ones of those intense ones and, you know, more of these lower, like more gentler ones. So... In terms of a natural approach to PCOS, it really means taking approach to your lifestyle with by taking like effects and like taking goals to bring that blood sugar back into balance, you know, reducing stress, nourishing your adrenals, reducing your environmental hormone exposures, supporting, you know, the body's natural detox pathways and reducing inflammation. So I'm going to repeat those one more time. I will dive into each of those, but. For those of you listening, one more time, you need to balance your blood sugar, reduce stress, nourish your adrenals, reduce environmental hormone exposures, support your body's natural detox pathways, and reduce uh, inflammation. So those are the six main things that you need to do for PCOS. So another thing, one of the main goals of treatment for PCOS for women who are overweight is weight loss, and I see this a lot which can be easier said than done, right? Because when you have more weight, your estrogen is higher, we're storing more weight, we have more insulin resistance, which can make it, you know, more difficult to lose weight. But however, it is one of the, most beneficial things to do, because that way we're not fighting an uphill battle. We're not also trying to mitigate the response of the insulin and the estrogen from, you know, the fact that that weight isn't metabolically inactive. It is secreting hormones. It is, in fact, like impacting your insulin levels and everything like that. So the real benefits come from a combination of the the dietary and the lifestyle changes along with taking steps to reverse the insulin resistance and, you know, taking things like supplements. So, we're going to dive kind of into, I don't want to say treatment because like I'm not prescribing this to any of you, but like things that you can do if you have PCOS. Um, I would also encourage like if you need help with PCOS, um, you need help with hormone support to DM me on Instagram, we can get you into one-on-one. Um, there is a wait list right now, but depending on, you know, how old this episode is or when you're listening to it, we might be able to get you in now or at least get you in soon. Um, something like that, because it can be, it can be overwhelming to try to do this all by, yourself so that being said we're going to dive into some of the things that you need to know so women with pcos have been shown to have higher levels of advanced glycolation and products otherwise called as ages in their blood and ages are compounds that are formed when glucose binds with proteins remember glucose is sugar sugar is not just white sugar sugar is fruit sugar is you know bread pastas crackers quinoa oats and all that kind of stuff and this really contributes to degenerative diseases so those people who had, you know, dietary AGEs had significantly, you know, reduced insulin level, like insulin resistance levels in women with PCOS. So you need to be avoiding foods that are high in AGEs, which are the ones that are like, you know, nitrate filled, like deli meats and things like that. You really want to be avoiding those. You want to be avoiding things that have been, you know, really heavily cooked or, you know, preserved for, you know, whatever amount of time or anything like that. Another thing that can be good for PCOS and is something that you can easily implement into your lifestyle is spearmint tea. So studies have shown that spearmint tea can be really good for PCOS for helping with, you know, insulin resistance, helping with sugar cravings and everything like that. Always make sure to buy organic. You want an organic spearmint tea. You want to be brewing it for 10 to 15 minutes covered. Please do not just like pour boiling water over to a tea bag, steep it for two minutes uncovered, and then, you know, think that you're going to have benefits. You guys, I'm blunt. I'm a sag. We're getting into this. Steep it covered, 10 to 15 minutes. Keep the benefits in the cup. You're going to need to do this two to three cups a day. It's going to help. It's, you cannot fully reverse PCOS by just drinking spearmint tea, but it is something you can do to help help. Okay. Another thing we need to do when it comes to diet. We're going to dive into some dietary things you need to do now. You need to reduce cortisol. Okay? So, we know, we know that the adrenals are having an impact on your PCOS. So, we need to control cortisol. How can you do that during diet? Leafy veg antioxidants, you know, antioxidant foods are things like blueberries, things that are really rich in color, you know, chia seeds, um, all those types of things. We want to be nourishing the body with good, whole, real, fresh foods. Fiber. Fiber is your friend, guys. Fiber not only helps with gut health, but it's going to help with blood sugar. You want to be loading up on the fiber, you know, chia, flax, leafy greens, um, you know, things like sweet potato even have fiber. A little bit higher in in sugar, but at least it has like the fiber. So if you are craving more of a carb, you are much better off having, you know, your sweet potato full of fiber and beta carotene than, you know, your pastas and crackers and everything like that. We also need to be cutting back on the sugar. Like a lot. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for you. You need to cut the sugar. If you need help cutting sugar, you know, pick up my Killing Cravings, my guide to killing cravings ebook. It's eleven dollars. It will help you start to cut sugar. Um, if you need more support after that you know, join Well Nourished. It's open right now for early slash extended enrollment. Um, Get into Well Nourished because Well Nourished basically teaches you how to, you know, eat for balanced blood sugar. So it's basically geared for PCOS, even though it's not marketed for PCOS, because we all need to be eating in a way that balances blood sugar. So it teaches you how to do that. And literally week one or like module one of the program is killing sugar and breaking up with sugar so get the ebook the one for eleven dollars if you want to like you know dip your toe in and then if you need help make sure to get into well nourished now and get into the extended payment plan that's optional um so that you can start like learning how to do this and it really teaches you a way how to do it on your own and i'm there supportive as well you also have a group of like people doing it with you so you're not alone and you have friends you know i call them friends we're all a little family doing it with you so Remember you need to balance your blood sugar. And no, not by eating a giant bowl of oatmeal with a whole banana on top. <laughs> Please, guys. That's going to skyrocket, like skyrocket your blood sugar. That is a lot of sugar and your body does not know what to do with it. Like, of course, there are always exceptions to the rule. If you are a spin instructor and you are, you know, teaching 4 or 5 classes a day, you do need, need that amount of glucose. Most of us are not spin instructors spinning, you know, 4 or 5 hours a day. So, Always remember that you need to like have blood sugar balanced meals. And that's what, you know, like I said, we teach them well nourished. If you need help, the link is in the description box. um, And there's like a formula in there for how to build your meals. So make sure that you do not start your day with a blood sugar fiasco. Make sure your breakfast includes protein. So like we said, this giant bowl of oatmeal with, you know, banana on top. And then, oh, then people add maple syrup and I, oh my God. Make sure it includes protein. You want a really good source of protein. Protein helps balance your blood sugar. It keeps you full and everything like that. Also, as someone with PCOS, you don't want to be going hungry. So you need to make sure that you're balancing your blood sugar. And then if it for some reason becomes unbalanced, don't go hungry and like force yourself through it. You need to be having, you know, a good healthy snack. Like I said, cut out, you know, the sugar, the white flour products, but also be aware of things like soda, fruit juice. Um, you know, I know, For some reason, food combining, which I think I see like you're supposed to eat fruit first. Dear Lord, fruits with no fats gives me (laughs) it makes me cringe every time. Um, It's going to sign, especially someone with PCOS is going to spike your blood sugar and then tank it. You're not only going to feel super shitty, but it's going to wreak havoc on your hormones and on your body. Please, please do not do that. Even worse, um, the fruit juices, like getting juices that are filled with, you know, no fiber, but they're full of apples and pineapples and beets and everything like that. And while they all offer benefits, yes, when you remove the fiber, it is like a blood sugar bomb and it's going to wreak havoc. So you might also want to think about Cutting, or you know, at least limiting dairy out of your diet, because this can also be helpful in reducing insulin resistance and helping with hormone problems. Or if you do choose to consume dairy, make sure, like, I'm gonna put them in order again. I think I did this on another episode, but again, for those of you who may have forgotten or anything, I'm gonna list the the quality of dairy in order. So the best quality is buffalo, so buffalo milk or buffalo cheese. Then we have sheep, then we have goat, then we have. I'm gonna say. 500 meters and then we have cow. So always of course try to go organic, you know, um no like no added hormones, everything like that. The quality, you're better you're better off having like less dairy but higher quality dairy um than more dairy but eating, you know, like cracker barrel or something like that. Okay, and another thing we need to keep in mind with PCOS is to be aware of alcoholic drinks, um, especially the sugar ones, but even ones like wine, which can be high in sugar because these massively elevate blood sugar. So like I said in the beginning of the episode, those of you who have PCOS, be aware of your blood sugar. So another thing that is good for PCOS is getting enough vitamin D. So vitamin D has been shown to help with not only insulin resistance, but hormones. I mean, it's also good just for immune support, which we all need right now. So make sure you're getting your vitamin D. Um, If you're not living in a place that's hot and you're not outside for, you know, 20, 30 minutes a day to help your body synthesize its own. You know, if you're like me, you live in Canada, it's dark earlier. We're also bundled up so our skin isn't exposed to as much vitamin D. Make sure you're getting enough magnesium magnesium is a really great thing for PCOS you know it's high in things like nuts and seeds uh, you know pumpkin seeds sesame seeds um, but also things like walnuts um, you know almonds all those kinds of things you can also supplement if you desire fish oil so fish oil I'm going to say fish oil slash omega-3s. Always keep in mind that you better absorb things like omega-3s from your animals, like your fishes, than your chia seeds and hemp seeds. Chia seeds and hemp seeds will help for sure, but I would like recommend a high-quality fish oil in terms of omega-3s when you're especially doing it in order to counteract the androgen levels in women with PCOS. So fish oil has been shown to decrease androgen levels, so I would always suggest having like a nice high-quality one. Um you know, you want like two to three grams a day. So, you know, most of us aren't eating like a couple pounds of wild caught salmon every day. So, you know, we probably need to to supplement with omega-3s or we're not eating that many chia seeds or we're not eating that many hemp hearts. So those can be like little bonuses, which, you know, I, I still love both of those and I include them, um, but you might want to look into or work with someone like me to to have you like on a prescribed fish oil okay and then moving on to other lifestyle things so you need to control control guys sorry it's been a busy day you need to control stress so among other problems prolonged unremitting chronic stress can lead to insulin resistance slash make it worse and unfortunately we are definitely living in a time right now where there is a lot of there's a lot of stress going on there's a lot of stuff going on and it becomes chronic it's not just you know one day we're getting stressed our body is basically living in a constant like fight or flight response and when this becomes our chronic state we basically pump out too much cortisol on a regular basis when we're pumping out too much cortisol this increases blood sugar and puts a heavy demand on our bodies to produce the insulin in order to manage these high levels of blood sugar Now, this is also independent of the fact that you're probably eating a shit ton of sugar on top of this. So stress is gonna make everything worse, but let alone if you're also, you know, eating the sugary foods because you're stressed, because you're using that as an emotional crutch, it's gonna be, you know, even worse. And like, so I was saying, when we are under stress, we tend to crave more sugar, carbs, and everything like that, which further imbalances our blood sugar. So this will lead to more insulin resistance, more inflammation because as we know sugar causes inflammation which is another cause apart from the fact that you know insulin resistance contributes to PCOS so does inflammation but sugar independently also influences your hormones which again is going to contribute to PCOS so and again, it also affects our sleep. And then when we're not sleep, we have fatigue. And then when we're tired, we naturally crave more stress because when we're fatigued, it uprates our ghrelin, which is our hunger hormone. And your body wants quick form of sugar in order to wake up, right? Because it's tired. So it wants the cakes, cookies, muffins, high sugar things. So... <laughs> (laughs) As we can see, it really is so many multifactorial and you need to control all of these things. And the problem is, is that when we become stressed, we, like I said, we reach for these things. And that's why in Well Nourished, we have a whole module on emotions with food. And I teach you how to break out of like going to food as a coping mechanism, how to, you know, break up that emotional response, what to do when this comes up. Like there's a tapping sequence to do when this comes up. There are, you know, journal prompts and questioning. We do all this, we dive deep into why going to food for comfort and we make you like a whole toolbox of what to do instead you also learn how to tap it away which literally means like tapping on your body to tap away sugar cravings there's a meditation for sugar cravings and everything like that um so you need to address like if you are someone that craves sugar when you are stressed you need to break up with it and you need to like heal that emotional response you know some of the things that we can do to start reducing stress is meditation even if it's just five minutes a day a quick meditation in the morning, you know, to pick up your energy or to, you know, one at night as well. That's the great thing about meditation. It can really energize you and it can really like also relax you. You know, meditation, it's free to do and meditation is the one of the single most things like that you can do for your health. Like it is free, guys, just start. You know, I have a meditation challenge. It's free. You know, it teaches you to meditate in 21 days. If you need help, send me a DM. I'll, I'll get you on like the, the challenge list. I send you three different meditations like start meditating, whether it's silent, whether it's a track, whether you download one of those apps, just do it. Just start meditating even five minutes at a time. You need to also make sure you're getting good sleep. Like we said, um, you know, over exercise is also, you know, something that contributes to stress because when we are doing intense HIIT workouts or, you know, we're not getting enough sleep and then we're pushing ourselves to do an hour long, you know, Peloton or whatever it is, this, all this does is increase your cortisol production and your hormonal imbalances. And that way it's going to like contribute to further PCOS symptoms. Plus it's going to tank your adrenals. If you are feeling tired, this is a hot tip. Oh, I called it a hot tip. Um, If you're feeling overtired after exercise, like if exercise does not energize you, it is too much. If you go for a run and you are exhausted after, it is too much. If you do a HIIT workout and you are exhausted, it is too much. If you do Pilates and you're exhausted after, it is too much. Start, dial back, start with the basics, start with walking, restorative yoga. It's going to be so, so much better for you. Okay, another thing we want to do because we're healing our adrenals, we're, you know, helping with stress. We need to probably reduce our caffeine, which honestly... This is, like, one of the hardest things that was for me because I I was guilty. I would drink, like, two, three, you know, cups of coffee a day and like, large cups because my adrenals needed it because they were so tired. But the problem is is that it attacks your adrenals even more. And then we get into the vicious loop of, like, I'm exhausted, so I need coffee. So I drink more coffee, which harms my adrenals, but then my adrenals need more energy. And it's this whole loop. Reduce your caffeine, you know, start making smaller cups of coffee. Switch to matcha or green tea, you know – That way, at least you get like the antioxidants from green tea or matcha and slowly start to reduce it down. So, or like, you know, switch to decaf or, you know, half caffeinated, half decaf and everything like that. Try to, you know, do those things to heal your adrenals, which will help with your PCOS. Okay, next up, make sure you are having a daily bowel movement. Yes, guys, poop is like (laughs) nothing else. One, nothing grosses me out, but but, two. You can tell like everything about your health from your poop. So you need to be having a bowel movement every single day. If you are not having a bowel movement every single day, chances are you are absorbing excess hormones, including estrogen and everything like that, which is making it worse. If you are not having one, increase your fiber. Make sure you're doing lots of water, but you know, increase your fiber. Make sure you're getting good sources of probiotics, you know, maybe have more magnesium, you know, everything like that. Just make sure you're having one every single day. Also, you know, you can incorporate things like organic meats, um, but organic organ meats as well. Organ meats are really, really good for the adrenals. So like liver and things like that. Okay. Next, we need to stay away from endocrine disruptors. So endocrine disruptors... Oh, guys, it's been a day. I think I've said that twice now in this episode. It's okay. Endocrine disruptors are toxins that throw the endocrine system out of whack by increasing or decreasing the production of certain hormones. Now, this interferes with hormone signaling, but also binding to essential hormones. So these chemicals are ones that we come in contact with every day and are hiding in common items such as cleaning products, plastic packaging, cosmetics, and even our Water, yes. If you are drinking tap water or you are drinking from a Brita filter, you probably are drinking endocrine disruptors. I would highly recommend either drinking spring water or investing in a very quality water filter. The only two that I know of that are legit and actually good are Berkey and the Aquatrue. All those, like I think there's another one called Pure, which is like basically Brita. Um, it's not, it's not enough. You are drinking. Well, you're drinking a bunch of other things. You're drinking heavy metals and other things as well, but you're also drinking endocrine disruptors. So what I would suggest to you, and I think I mentioned this on the hormone podcast, is download the app Think Dirty, you know, check your products or head to the Environmental Working Group Cosmetics Database. Just type in EWG Cosmetics Database onto Google and you'll find it. You need to be switching out these products, you know, go to organic where possible, you know go to you know more natural beauty products, you know, lotions and everything like that because your your skin is your biggest organ. So things like lotions, foundations, um moisturizers, all this kind of stuff, your skin is absorbing and it's affecting your hormones. And you know, you could be doing all these things for PCOS, but then if you're putting all these things that are further disrupting your hormones and you're like, "Well, shit, like I'm already eating paleo. Why my hormones still messed up?" Ah, look at your products. So, You also wanna avoid exposure to like excess environmental estrogens, you know, by avoiding plastic. So don't store your food in plastic, don't drink from plastic. You know, use silicone and use glass or bamboo or stainless steel, all of these things. So another thing we want to do is monitor our phytoestrogen consumption. So these are plant-based estrogens that are not produced by your endocrine system, but instead must be gained by eating the phytoestrogen in plants, which, like one of which is like the the very controversial soy. So, soy is commonly found in a lot of plant-based and gluten-free products because of its high protein content. But you need to be extra cautious like and conscious. Cautious and conscious when shopping. Um and that's because when, you know, people who have PCOS have high testosterone levels and phytoestrogen consumption can mitigate these symptoms. So, we also I need to add on to the fact that soy is often processed and genetically modified which further perpetuates the hormone balances independent of the fact that it's a phytoestrogen. But it can also be triggering in that sense in terms of overload of estrogen, which then also comes with this whole host of other symptoms. So I would, you know, instead of going for something like that, you know, something like flaxseed, um can reduce androgen levels. So putting that into your smoothies or baking with that. Um, It also, you know, helps to increase sex hormone binding globulin, which at the end of the day, lowers the amount of free testosterone in their body. Remember, androgens, testosterone, that's an issue with PCOS. So, you know, work with your, your naturopath or work with someone like me, you know, to determine like the underlying cause of like whether these ones are causes for you, for your PCOS. But also keep in mind that When people consume legumes, this can also perpetuate inflammation. And as we know, inflammation, you know, is one of the causes and triggers of PCOS. Okay. And one more lifestyle thing. I think I briefly touched on it again, but please sleep enough. Sleep is when, you know, your body regenerates, your cells, but this is also when your hormones are produced and you need to be getting like a good relationship with sleep. You know, take the blue light off. Wear your blue light blockers. Don't, you know, be watching screens right before bed. Give yourself some downtime. Read a book. Sleep is so important. Seven to eight hours, like it's a non-negotiable. Okay, so I'm gonna dive into some of the questions. I asked a poll on Instagram for those of you who had questions when it comes to PCOS. So I'm going to go through those now. Um, if there's anything I didn't do, or maybe briefly also summarize some of the common questions. So Um, One of them was how to naturally increase progesterone. Now, one thing I want to say about this is that is your progesterone low or is your estrogen in excess now that's the thing which you need to be very careful of and you can't just like naturally start taking supplements that increase progesterone if you have not been tested to have low progesterone so um, you know I can do the dutch test for you or I can do you know or work with someone to get them tested Uh, make sure you do the urine one don't do the blood one guys urine is accurate blood is not Um, so do the urine the dutch test your progesterone can be low relative to your excess Of estrogen so that's very important to decipher is it low or is it low relative to your estrogen if it is low loading up on b6 is going to be great so walnuts avocado flax but always double check that you are actually low and not relatively low in the ratio Um, what causes pcos is it genetic so as we just talked about you know inflammation adrenal insulin resistance all this is going to, you know, contribute to PCOS. While there is a genetic component, you can turn your genes on and off by what you eat. So you can turn that gene off by, you know, not eating high sugar foods and for mitigating your inflammation and reducing stress. You can turn your genes on and off. So like yes and no, because you can turn them on and off. Tips and tricks. Well, I figure we, I went through a lot of tips and tricks on there. So we went through that. Working out for PCOS. So we covered that. You're probably going to want to go while you're recovering for more of a low intensity versus high intensity diet for PCOS. Like I said, balance your blood sugar. If you need help, get into well nourished. Um, You know, we also talked about other foods that you could be eating, you know, making sure that you have protein, things like that um eight months no period what to do um I would say you need to discover the root cause why are you not having a period um what's been going on the last eight months or what went on eight months ago that means you lose your period um and working with someone because I can't tell you for sure for the person who asked this question what it is about you that made you lost your period are you under eating is it stress is it hormone related I mean there's there's so many things um, we spoke about lifestyle changes. We also talked about the foods for PCOS um, supplements. Supplements was a popular question. Um, and to be honest, it wouldn't really be ethical for me to prescribe supplements to you on a podcast because um, I can't sit here and tell you, oh, you know, take 200 milligrams of this without me doing a full health background on it like for you because um, somebody could go and take it when they're on a certain medication or something like that. You may, you may, know, Maybe they're on metformin or something or they're on birth control. Um, and so I can't give, you know, supplement recommendations. However, if you are someone with PCOS and you're looking to get control of it, just send me a DM and I'm happy to work with you supplement wise. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't really be ethical for me to prescribe supplements. Why do I have it? Um, you probably have it because of insulin resistance, inflammation, adrenals, everything we just talked about. We talked about how to treat losing weight with PCOS. Okay. This is a really good question. Now while yes, and I think I briefly touched on this, it can be more difficult for someone with PCOS to lose weight. It is not impossible, it doesn't have to be hard you just have to know what you're doing you have to not under eat you have to give it enough of the right foods and you also have to make your body learn not to be insulin resistant anymore and so that's what I do with people is I help their body you know learn not to be as insulin resistant Ooh, one little tip adding cinnamon like cinnamon is something that you can do to help with insulin resistance you do need a lot of it though you need a quarter teaspoon um, per serving so that little sprinkle on top of um, your coffee is not enough you need a quarter teaspoon so measure sure that out out and then that'll help Um, but losing weight you need to balance your blood sugar so if you're doing a lot of like the weight loss things like rice cakes rice cakes spike your blood sugar and then tank it that's not going to be good for PCOS you need to be having you know good quality high fats proteins fiber and all of these things like that it is not impossible. It does not have to be hard, even though it can feel like it's hard. You just need to like start with the basics, start with everything I said in this podcast. And then if you need more help from there, let me know and we can work together. So I hope you guys found this podcast informative. I feel like we really deep dive into all the causes. If you have any more questions about PCOS, working with me or well-nourished, definitely send me a DM on Instagram If you enjoyed this episode and you learned something from it, I would love for you to give it a five-star rating and review. Even if you leave a few words like love this podcast or so informative or something like that, it really helps to the podcast be like more discoverable. Um, It helps when you need to, you know, continue to bring you more guests and more episodes each and every week. And of course, if you have any requests for future topics or things you'd like me to discuss, I am always open to ideas so you can just send me a DM on Instagram. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you guys in the next Next episode.